0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Awakened Church and our virtual online gatherings that we're choosing to have during this time of kind of under the stay-at-home order that we're in as a state. One of the ways that we have chosen to continue to find a community is to think outside the box, to find creative ways. And hopefully over the last several days, you've continued to hear of ways that we're choosing to do that as a church. We're now no longer just simply responding to, to information that's being put out there, but really we're having to create a plan of action that moves us forward for the next two and a half months, which in many ways just seems crazy. But I think if I'm honest, this week, I have felt a sense of excitement and a sense of anticipation, probably unlike any other weeks that we've had so far during this pandemic, Uh, The reality is the situation is probably only going to get worse, not better as of right now. Uh, But yet from within our church community, I'm seeing some amazing stories of how our needs are being met, how God is showing up, how people are helping each other, how community is being formed, how there's joy and laughter in conversations, how people are choosing to invest in community and not stay isolated. All those things are signs of hope for me, signs that point ahead to ways that our community is only going to get stronger and only going to grow in depth. And I think it honestly reflects really well as we head into Palm Sunday and the Holy Week because there's something, and we talk about this all the time at Awakened Church, there's something very unique about the kingdom of God that when we begin to think we have it all figured out, we quickly realize, as we probably should have all along, that the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, looks different than how we think it ought to look. And unfortunately, we've never learned that lesson well over the last 2,000-some years. As we go back even to the story, there's this anticipation within the Jewish community that a savior in the form of a king would come. And they begin to believe that Jesus is this Messiah at this point as you pick up the story in Matthew chapter 21. And so Jesus tells his disciples, he says, hey, go ahead of me, go grab a a donkey and and a colt, bring them back. If anyone asks what you need them for, just say the Lord needs them, which, hey, that's awesome if that works for them. And so they go and get the donkey and her colt, bring them back to Jesus, cover them. And Jesus uh, gets on the donkey and begins to ride into the city of Jerusalem. And Matthew tells us that it's done this way so that it would fulfill the prophecy that Jesus, the king, would come riding on a donkey. And it's it's in this that we begin to see masses of people gather on the road leading into the city as Jesus is on the way towards the temple of Jerusalem people begin to gather they begin to to shout saying hosanna they begin to to sing and there's this excitement and hope that fills the people they they begin to take off their jackets their cloaks and lay them down on the road they begin to grab palm trees off the off the trees and they lay them down and they begin to create this path and they begin to to proclaim that this man Jesus is the son of david is is the one that they had been uh, hoping for, anticipating, they're singing songs and, and they're filled with hope. And they're they're saying, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And, and in this moment, there's almost like this coronation day that begins to happen, that there is this man who is heading towards the temple. The temple was where traditionally a, a king would be crowned and enthroned into his kingship. And so Jesus is on the way to the temple uh, to begin setting up his kingdom, uh, and people can anticipate that. They're seeing this kind of unfold. Most Jewish people would have spent years uh, learning and studying the Torah and other Hebrew scriptures that we now call the Old Testament, and so they would know prophecies, and they were anticipating and waiting for a Savior, especially in the midst of this Roman Empire and the rule and reign over their people. And so they're, they're in this moment, and, you know, I can't think about Coronation Day, just being honest, as the dad of a four-year-old princess and not think about Frozen, which I probably have watched a dozen times, Frozen 1 and 2, uh, over the last several weeks of being hunkered down and confined to my home. But there is this anticipation, right? Even Even think about Anna in Frozen, which I never thought I would quote, but, you know, I'm stuck at home and going crazy right now. Right? But there's this this excitement that it's coronation. There's something so special and magical that's about to take place. And and the people uh, are gathered around and they're seeing this. And the disciples who have been with Jesus are just kind of taking it all in, in the process. And I think for me, as I stop in this part of the story, kind of Palm Sunday, and pull back just for a second, I, I so often go back to that Jesus is really this meek, servant rabbi this this leader of people that's done in a unique way and, and that's very fitting to the kind of kingdom that jesus was setting up but because the word king often carries with it such different demeanors i shy away from that word so often but it's so important in this palm sunday as we head into holy week to i think assign the kingship to jesus and not to view the cross as we lead into it as this, um, this moment where it is, it is this gruesome story of suffering, but it's also this moment of enthronement. that The cross in itself is enthroning Jesus as the king over his kingdom. And I think this is so critical because if you look in the New Testament, the author of Hebrews talks about this idea of, of, of our part within God's kingship and the kingdom that Jesus is setting up. If you look in Hebrews chapter 2, the author reflects back to Psalm 8. and He talks about that, that we as his people, the children of God, now have authority over all things with Jesus. It says in that chapter that Jesus actually refers to us as co-heirs, as brother and sister, that we are equals with Jesus in this kingdom that he is setting up. And it begins to kind of paint this picture as I think about where the New Testament speaks about the role of a believer, those of us within the community of faith. And we think about the Holy Week and Jesus. Yes, this is something that Jesus himself conquers through sin and death on the cross. But his whole uh, concept of coming in this way and presenting his kingdom in this way has always been one of an invitation, one of bringing people with him, inviting people into a presence and into a relationship with him. And we don't get to pick up the story just on Resurrection Day for Easter next week. We pick up the story of God's kingdom, including And leading into this week of suffering. And as we kind of reflect in these next few days, leading into Good Friday and the crucifixion story and leading into Easter Sunday, we believe that there is something powerful about also joining in with God in the suffering. And how true is that even in our world today that we don't get to just sit back and wait it out, right? As believers, we're called to jump in the deep end, to wade through the mud with people and walk through suffering. Anyone out there who would suggest that a life of a Christ follower is absent and void of suffering is crazy. We know that part of, of humanity and the fallen brokenness of the world that we're in is one that will always have suffering and hardships, and what better way to focus and realign ourselves? But then during Holy Week, where we can kind of look back at Palm Sunday and, and Jesus beginning to usher in His kingdom, and knowing that that was His intention, but for us to join Him in that process, so that we as believers would look back and say, our our role in this is to join Jesus, really, even unto the cross. If you look at this passage that Paul writes to Timothy in 2 Timothy, I want to read it with you, Uh, chapter 2, verses 11 through 13, Paul writes this. He says, this is a trustworthy saying. If we die with him, we will also live with him. If we endure hardship, we will reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. If we are unfaithful, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny who he is. There's a, a German pastor and theologian during the time of World War II named Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And he says this, a king who dies on the cross must be the king of a rather strange kingdom. Kings don't go to crosses. Kings go to their thrones. And so often we separate this out by saying that Jesus goes to the cross and then ascends to heaven and at his place in his throne in heaven. And I think for us to view Holy Week well and honoring the heart of what Jesus is inviting us to, we have to look at the cross as a place of really Jesus's kingship, him being crowned as a king in that moment. And as we read from Paul, Our role is to join in with that, that if we want to really understand what it means to live with him, we have to first understand what it means to die with him. If we want to know what it means to endure hardship, we also have to be willing to walk through all of that, it entails. If we want to end up on the other side of ruling and reigning with Jesus. I love the fact, yet don't understand it at all, why Jesus would choose to invite us to be a part of his kingdom work that he's building here on this side of heaven. But make no mistake, that was entirely his whole MO, was to bring us with him. But the cross, although it is something that Jesus conquers sin and death on, we join him in that process and and even Jesus himself in the gospels talks about this idea of if we want life we have to be willing to die to ourselves we have to be willing to take up our own crosses and lay them aside the the more that i think about the kingdom of god through the lens of holy week and understanding what jesus was bringing in to this uh entrance of palm sunday it just reminds me of how often the things that I do, the things that I I make in my world reflect kind of this upside down way of doing things. So often I try to do things in my life to, to make it fit. And and this is on my power, on my ability, and I fail miserably a lot. But once I realize that Jesus come to turn the world right side up, and it happened through the cross, and there's an invitation for me to join him in it. This becomes an entire world changer for so many people. It changes the way that we live. It moves us out of, does Christianity fit into my weekend schedule? Let me check my availability and turns it into a way forward as a Christ follower means that I give up who I am because Jesus's ways are better. If I want to join in helping to usher in the kingdom of heaven, from heaven to earth, it means that I've got to check my own agenda at the door, be willing to lay it aside, and join my rightful place as co-heirs in the kingdom of God today. I think so often the mission that God has called us to, we're not willing to fully go the distance because we stop short of the hardships. We stop short of Of the suffering, we stop short of the dying on the cross part, and we just simply want to wait it out till the next side of heaven where we can enjoy the things to come. But if you read the narrative of Scripture, There's a really blurry line between what happens on this side of heaven and the next, because there is this constant ushering in of one side to the other of the kingdom of heaven coming and breaking into our earth. And when Jesus does that through the cross, not only does he conquer sin and death, not only does he trample over Satan and and understanding that his dominion and power has been reset here on this earth. But he extends a hand to you and I and he says, this is what I want for us. This isn't just for me to do, but you also now have authority and power over sin. You as a believer, although you may still sin, we have the choice to, to, to sin or to not sin because we know the way of Jesus. The follower of Jesus isn't one that makes things perfect all the time. But we absolutely learn what it means to walk through it and know that we have the power to choose in that. And I think for me, as I kind of reflect into this week of Palm Sunday, Holy Week, leading into really the resurrection story on Easter, I know for me, I often wait around till Easter Sunday because who doesn't love a good party, right? And the resurrection is one heck of a party celebrating the life of Jesus, doing what he did on the cross but I've made the Easter story so much about all that Jesus did, and rightfully so, as the one who was sinless that became the sin, the one who, who came and put on flesh and blood to become a low version of humanity, giving up all of his heavenly powers. Yes, he did those things, but the continual story that's really been at play And shouldn't really surprise us at all is that since the beginning of time, God has chosen to invite us with him. Not to do something for him, not just to simply wait around, but to be an active participant now in the story. The cross, the suffering, and knowing what it means to die to ourselves is an absolute critical part of joining in the kingdom of heaven. One of the things that I want to take in this week is just a moment of reflection. I I know it's so easy just to watch a video, turn it off, maybe have a few questions, and hopefully you're dialoguing with your missional community. But I would hope that you would go back and read Matthew 21. Go back and read Hebrews chapter 2. Go and look at 2 Timothy chapter 2 that we've read and reflected in this week and really sit in these scriptures and let them speak to you, marinate in them, and really begin to ask some questions. And I want you to hopefully stop for a minute, maybe pause the video, and go and read a few of these passages and really just take a moment uh, of reflection before you answer these questions, either, again, in your missional community or in your home. But here are the questions that we want to ask you this week as we head into Palm Sunday and Holy Week. And the first one is, how do you view your role within God's kingdom? Are you a peasant who's just hoping to enter in and kind of hang out and hoping that one day you get appointed into the, into the kingdom? Are you someone who is waiting around for the king to tell you what to do? Are you someone who views your Role is never good enough within the kingdom of God. Second question I want to ask you is, how does the way that we live currently imply how we view our role on the cross? How does the way that we live currently imply how we view the cross And that question is really specific to us joining Jesus on the cross. If again, like Paul writes in 2 Timothy, if we want to reign and live with Jesus, we have to also be willing to die with him and endure the hardship with him. Do we like to separate those things out? And how does the way that we live imply how we view this? And then finally, the question is, in what areas of your life Do you need to adjust in order to be one with Jesus in the kingdom of God? In what areas of your life are you feeling challenged to really step into and adjust so that you can join in the kingdom work that God is doing? Please don't just sit back and wait this out. Don't just bunker down for survival. Man, there's a beautiful story that's being written right now in the midst of a pandemic. And oftentimes we can, we can get so caught up in the negatives and the hard things happening that we forget to look around and see the beauty. There's a, a great theologian from back uh, in North Africa in the early church days who looked over a sunset at the end of the night, and he said this. He said, if this is what beauty looks like in a fallen world, I can't imagine what heaven will look like. There's beauty all around us and the kingdom of God breaks through in all areas. And the hope of the Easter story begins with us knowing that there is beauty even in the suffering, that God uses these things to pivot our lives and to align us back into where he's taking his kingdom. Be encouraged, be hopeful, be excited that the king has come His kingdom looks strange and different than anything that you or I probably would have ever set up. But there's this incredible invitation for us to join him on mission in helping to bring in the kingdom of heaven to earth. We'll see you next week.